Hi, I'm Geeta and I'm Swati. Welcome back to the Autism Everyday podcast. We're excited to be back with more content, more science and a lot more practical tips. For those of you tuning in only now, Geeta and I are both certified behavior analysts. We run Weekan, a resource center for autism in Chennai, and we are passionate about parent training, education, research, and of course, ASD. So in our previous episode, we spoke about depression and how it can affect daily life. The symptoms to watch out for. We focused a little bit on parents of children with ASD and what they can go through in the course of a depressive episode. So today we're going to go in depth into depression in children with ASD. We now have figures as to how many children are affected by ASD first of all, which is 1 in 59 as per CDC's data. Yeah. But how many of these individuals who have ASD suffer from depression at some point in their lives? Yeah. Compared with typically developing individuals, people with ASD are four times more likely to experience depression during their lifetimes. Well, that's that's a scary number, right? Oh yeah. Um so there are estimates ranging from uh, 11% to possibly higher numbers um of individuals with autism who might uh, actually be depressed or have depression and uh, particularly among is more common among higher functioning individuals on the spectrum but there is very little data available on children who are nonverbal and have lower levels of linguistic skills so what makes it so challenging to diagnose depression in someone with ASD and it seems like with such large numbers it's something that is so relevant right it's known that there are comorbid disorders and it's so important to know so the thing is many of the so called autistic features autistic being within quotes resemble manifestations of depression and anxiety so it's often difficult to tease out and separate and understand the origin of certain behaviors or emotions that you may see in an individual with autism so repetitive thinking about negative events and emotions for example it's commonly called rumination and it's one of the traits of depression uh, and it is an inherent trait in a lot of people with autism as well we may see it manifest as repetitive behaviors and intensely focused interest like we've seen people who want to talk only about you know a particular thing that they're very interested in and they don't care whether it's something of interest to the others or not uh, but it can also be rumination in some sense and not necessarily repetitive behavior so determining whether it is one or the other is very challenging if the person has autism there could also be instances when people with autism have focused interests that may be bordering on sadness death vehicle crashes i mean we know of a couple of uh, children that we work with one of them who is always interested in trains crashing yeah. and an other guy who knows uh, an inordinate amount of information about uh, plane crashes yeah yeah like right. the year and yeah, everything yeah. the airline and so on and so forth um it's not good it's not fun to talk to either of them before you <laughs> travel somewhere. oh no yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so a, a lot of times people with asd can focus on Uh, on on these have focused interests like like this which border on 
um, almost melancholy, so to speak, right? Undesirable experiences. And this in turn can contribute to depression in these individuals because you're focusing so much only on that. Interestingly, studies also show that autistic adults react faster to photos of sad faces than they do to photos of neutral ones as measured by their pupil response. The study also found that adults with autism spend more time looking at sad faces compared to their typically developing peers. Now, this can result in a negative pattern of thinking. Besides, depression is an internalizing disorder in the sense that the symptoms of depression such as hopelessness, feeling of helplessness, sadness, guilt, lack of self-worth, suicidal ideation, a lot of these are internal thoughts and emotions. I mean, the person is not talking about it, but the person is feeling it. And being able to identify and recognize these internal thoughts and feelings in an individual with autism is very hard, given that a lot of them are not able to express emotions and thoughts and feelings. And a lot of them could also be nonverbal. Yep, the risk of developing depression is also higher for those who have an above average IQ. In other words, people who are less impacted by ASD, or if I can rephrase that, high functioning individuals on the spectrum. Simply because they're more likely to be bullied, they somewhere down the line realize that they're different and they're unable to function like and with their typically developing peers. To add to it, one of the signs of depression is being socially withdrawn, which is sometimes seen as a hallmark trait of ASD. Depression itself can result in an increase in, you know, certain autistic traits, like we have aggression, there's self-injury, irritability, there's restlessness. So there's a lot of overlap between autistic traits and symptoms of depression. And the obvious assumption in the case of a person with ASD would be, hey, that looks like a symptom of autism and that's not a symptom of depression. Yeah, so true. Because it's better explained by the presence of autism, right? So what does a parent or a clinician actually look out for? Depression actually tends to be an episodic illness. You monitor not just one or two instances, but you actually have to monitor things over a period of time. You monitor for sleep patterns, uh, changes in appetite, lethargy, restlessness, reluctance to get out of bed, uh, or an increased focus on sameness, uh, increased reluctance to accept changes, um, rigidities, uh, unreasonable um, kind of, you know, um, reactions to changes, uh, unexplained crying, sloppiness in self-care and reduced interest in activities that the child used to enjoy doing before. Depression is also known to worsen the features and symptoms of autism. So children with autism who experience significant changes in any of these characteristics that we have mentioned and um, also if there is an increase in maladaptive behaviors, then they are more likely and more prone to have depression. Uh, You can also Uh, Check in to understand the family background because that's so important. Remember, this involves the parents, the grandparents on both sides, siblings of the parents, their children and so on. The parents, cousins even. Cousins, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the genetics and the whole family, right? Who, any, is there anybody else in the family 
who has depression or has had any form of mental illness so knowing the family history uh, as widespread and as far back as you can helps understand the possibilities of this child actually experiencing oh yeah or being having a comorbidity of depression also knowing it's also important to you know for the clinician to understand if there have been any recent or significant changes in the environment that may have induced depression in the child like something you know very significant so one of the approaches used apart from using assessment tools is to really spend time talking to parents teachers siblings uh, or anybody else who is closely involved with the child and may be able to give a lot of relevant information in all of these areas so that it's easy for the clinician to figure out whether the changes that they're seeing are significant or not that's true and once you notice this how can you help your child remember depression is so much more than just a sad mood it's so much more than just having the blues you you can't just cheer up or change their mood by offering them something they like it it just it's not that easy it's a chocolate exactly no smile let me see you smile let Come me take on. you for a drive yeah. no it doesn't work it doesn't work like that and doing that every day is not going to work either yeah right So for starters you want to check in with your psychiatrist who specializes in autism of course that would be ideal um so he understands both the psychiatric aspect as well as the ASD and you want to make sure you follow his medical advice on the behavioral front provide your child with all the support they need give them clear schedules no surprises whatsoever if somebody's coming over prep them for it give them time to know that somebody's come i mean that's it's not going to happen now with covid but you know otherwise um make sure you are giving them a lot of routine you are consistent in your expectations from them and always always as their parent and caregiver be available for them provide them with that sense of security that they so need yeah, yeah. pharmacological interventions may be mandated to improve the quality of your child's life which means he may have to have medicine but it's important to remember that medication is not evil when used optimally medication can provide great support and strength to anyone suffering with depression yeah true we we did speak about this yesterday as well that uh you know we as a culture we are very reluctant particularly when it comes to mental health mm-hmm. to get into medication yeah because unlike physical symptoms there's no way of judging whether this is working or not yeah so that's why it's important to continue to take data on on behaviors uh, and patterns that you may see and of course it's very very critical to always consult with your psychiatrist before deciding to just withdraw or you know reduce the medication or say you know it's been uh, he's been having this for yeah very unilaterally just decided he's been having this drug for 3 months and i think this is enough <laughs> by now things should have sorted out because these are medications and you don't want to play around with them so it's so important to continue to take data and it is your data that's going to inform the clinician about the effectiveness or otherwise of the drugs because there's no other way to figure it out remember this is a child who probably cannot give us um a lot of information or could even be non verbal and with that we wrap today's episode 
So send us your thoughts, send us your experiences. Has something we've said resonated with you or do you simply disagree with something we said? Reach out to us at wechallengeautism at gmail.com. You can always DM us at wechallengeautism on Instagram and Facebook. And while you're at it, do go check out our blog behaviorswag.com. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Stay safe and see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.